Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay. You ask me questions about myself? Yeah. Done. Perfect. Well, this is kind of what the podcast is about. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't want to take up the whole time. Well, it's kind of about you. Should I just be silent for the rest of it? Can you? Yeah, just... I was actually going to ask you. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. Welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> okay. So you're going to just change your voice now? What? Did I change it? Well, now your voice is really deep. Like, who even are you? Do you know who you are when you play no. so many characters? No. Is my voice really deep? Did it change? A second ago. Is that how you are when you're intimidated? Uh, you know what? No, I think when I'm intimidated, I just shut up. Oh. So I'm speaking. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So you guys, today's guest, I obviously already know her and we're just joking around. For those who are not watching this on video, just listen audio. Today's guest is Amanda. No, say it. McKenz. Did I pronounce it properly? Yeah. No, I feel really welcome. <laughs> no, I have a hard time pronouncing anyone's last name. Violet Benson. Violetta Benson. I happen to have a really easy last name. You're you so do. I, th- I thought it would be actually more difficult. Because why? Because you're Russian. Yeah. So I thought you'd have a like a more difficult last name. Like Linsky, Binsky. Totally. Like a Jewish Russian. Totally. Name. Yeah. My, my dad was adopted. My last name was supposed to be Fig. Amanda Fig Fox. Oh, f- actually, the word fake. Fig. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? My last name is fake. That's what I thought. Honestly, that would have been a great brand. <laughs> Amanda Faye. What is the fakest thing about you? My nose. My personality. Why is your personality fake? I'm being fake right now. All right. Um, yeah, anyway. Okay. I had a nose job. My last name's supposed to be Fig. Any other questions? My last my real last name used to be uh Cohen. Cohen? Yeah. So Benson is an actual fake name that I changed legally later on. Are you serious? Yeah. Why do you just say that earlier? Because I was doing a bit. Okay. Well, Cohen's a very rich Jewish last name. I grew up poor, so. Me too. Hoppa! (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Let me introduce my friend and today's guest. I asked her to send me the bio on her to describe her. And honestly, she's overly humble because I thought it was going to be this rich, amazing uh, description. She downplays in her head how amazing and funny and hilarious she is, honestly. That's right. The description she sent me is Amanda McCants is an actress, content creator, bitch, 
the gain popularity playing rich moms and characters. She's LA-based and excited to be next to Violet. Yeah, that honestly sums it up. I think it'd be so embarrassing if it was like, she has blah, blah, blah on YouTube. She's like, that makes me want to die. Everyone, that's the description. No! You have to be your own biggest fan. I am my own biggest fan, but my biggest fan is not telling everybody how much I've done. They're just being like, she's an LA bitch. Like, that's my biggest Yeah, fan. but when you're introducing yourself to people who maybe have never heard of you, they need to I know. don't care. Then that's their problem. I'm going to be in this industry for a long time. If you haven't heard of me, okay, then you'll hear about me next year. Period. I'm not, I'm like, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. She's even been in music videos. Like, oh my gosh. Totally. She was. Yeah. Who's, that was the shock. Whose music video was it? Let me tell you about it. Tell me. I was in motherfucking Key Glock's music video. I called into my shift at California Pizza Kitchen and I said, I can't come in. I'm, I've got a music video I'm shooting in Compton. And we shot it on a helicopter pad and didn't get paid. And we were there for eight hours. And I was in my bikini. Whole day, it was freezing. At some point, the director wanted us to twerk. And I started crying. I was on the helicopter pad. And I was like, I can't twerk. Like, I'm going to win an Oscar. Like, I can't be twerking in a Key Glock music video. And, like, the lyrics are like, suck me like a leech. Fuck me till she screams. And you can see me in the back going like. <laughs> okay, I meant that commercial when Good Charlotte got back together. Is it Good Charlotte? Oh, Blink-182. Blink-182. When Blink-182 got back together. Are you joking? I don't even know who the F this person is. Key Glock? I don't know who Key Glock Suck is. Suck me like a leech. On the way back to my house, I was listening to this beautiful piano verse. Just like piano. Like, no lyrics. Because you're an intellectual. I'm foreign. I, no, I wouldn't say intellectual, but I mean, I do. I would say you're an intellectual. That's really nice of you to say. I don't know what the definition of that is. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, maybe you're not. <laughs> I'm whatever anyone. Yeah, I was in a Blink-182 promo video. It wasn't a music video. Okay, but the promo video, out of nowhere, it's a promo video about how everyone's excited for Blink-182 to come. That's a whole joke. Such a great, such great writing behind it because they're finally back together and they were performing. And she's literally in it. Like, holy shit, that's insane. Yeah, it was wild. My friend Brandon Dermer directed it and he reached out to me like two days before and he was like, hey, I'm doing a spot. I can't say for who, but do you want to do it? And I didn't even read the script and he had sent me the script and it was like, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. But I didn't read it. If he texts me to do something, I trust him. And I said, 100%, I'll do it, whatever you need. So I drive to the Valley and they told me it was Blink-182 and they were like, yeah, like Travis like picked you guys. And I was like, yeah, this is a good day. Yeah, it's so cool. Okay, so when we first met, what was your impression of me? So we first met a long time ago because my roommate was your friend. Yeah. That's when we first met. I was scared. I had not found my confidence yet. And so like, I think you came in like a wrecking ball and I was like, I'm not going to upset her. I know. I get that a lot from people sometimes and it throws me off. I think maybe because I'm very forward. Well, if a lot of people are saying it, Violet, I do think that there's a common thread and I'm not going to say them. what it is. Yeah. They're the problem. Yeah. I think, yeah. Checks out. Totally. <laughs> yeah, but people always tell me I come off intimidating. I think it's because I'm just more forward and honest. Do you think it's a defense mechanism? Like, no. Do you think it's like if I'm this way, then like you can't hurt no. me? Because I do that. Whatever I think, I just say. Okay. Are you? Yeah. You've been diagnosed? Yeah. And is it? So, yeah, I don't like talk about my diagnosis, but yeah. Oh, okay, great. I just didn't know that. I just don't like, I don't like when people talk about it. But it actually makes about, sense. I, yeah. I like that I know that now. Like now <laughs> I handle you with more 
Like now I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense why she feels that way or why she says that forward. I can't read people's faces, their emotions. So half the time, that's why a lot of times I'll be like, why are you crying? What's happening right now? Like, I don't oh, know. so you're actually just asking questions so you can understand. It's not like a, you're pointing it out. You're no, saying, no, yeah, so you I can can't understand. read people's emotions and their faces most of the time. Oh, okay. I cry a lot. I cry more when I'm so excited about things. Like, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to express myself and I get overwhelmed and I, it's like a puppy. And I start crying from that. Whether it's uh, when I leave my parents and I think about how much I love them and I don't know how to express it, I'll cry in my car or like I see a beautiful sunset and I just get overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. I'm so thankful. It's so beautiful. I can't believe I get to look at this beautiful sunset and I cry. Or I write something and I'm so proud of my writing. Then when I read it back, I get overwhelmed and I start crying. So that's usually when I cry. (laughs) It's very sweet. I will say for the people who say, you know, you can be a little intimidating or forward. I would say you're one of the people who has the most love to give. Like you, so the second time I met Violet, she invited me to her house because she had seen one of the TikTok videos I'd done. She was like, I want to collab. And she had just bought in this house, I think like a year before or something, or maybe two years before, something like that. But she goes, do you want to tour the house? And I was like, oh my God, of course. And this was when I was just starting out. I had nothing. And before the tour, Violet turns to me and she went, before we tour, I just want to let you know, don't get intimidated. You're going to have all of this. Like, you're even younger than me and you're doing great. And I was like, wow, no one's ever said that before because I feel like a lot of people in LA just want to show their stuff off. And that was not your intention at all. And I thought it was very beautiful. That's so sweet of you to say. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, you've hit me up before for advice or to help on a yes. brand deal or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I think it's so important to be helpful with other, especially if you see talent in someone else. Like, obviously, I looked at a man. I'm like, okay, she's beautiful. She's really funny. Obviously, my brain, I can think, oh, competition. But I've even talked about it with our, you know, Laura Clary? Mm-hmm. Talking about Laura, we did a podcast together and she made a lot of sense where no matter what, doesn't matter how similar someone is to you or whatever, you can never be me and I can never be you. So that's why I always think there's room for everyone. And instead of me feeling intimidated by you or com- competitive with you, I was just like, there's room for all of us and we're all different and I can never be you. You can never be me. So why not, you know, be helpful if someone needs my help, especially because I know what it's like when people are not as nice, especially if you haven't given me a reason not to be nice to you. Totally. That's nice of you to remember that. That was nice to say. I, d- I, th- I thought it was important because a lot of times we also look the same. And we all look the same ages. Yeah. So sometimes you forget, especially with me, I think people sometimes forget that I am older than half the people I'm around. So like I'm just 26. 26. I'm 34. Yeah. So when I bought my house, it was… How old were you? Well, actually, I bought my house at 30. But maybe when I was touring it with you, the end of 30. I must have bought my house at the end of 30. Because I've technically had this for three years. And you've just stayed in the game for so long and I've like stayed on top. That's a crazy thing to do. <laughs> You're being way too nice. No, I'm not joking. Aww. I'm not joking. I'm very like, if I didn't have nice stuff to say, I wouldn't say it. Well, no, you've elevated yourself too. I mean, I've watched, I watch, I mean, okay. So originally the way I found her, she created some of the fun. I mean, I'm still, sometimes I rewatch this video. It's so good. It's basically being a sugar baby. Yeah. And it's so good. It's with our friend Enwar, who's hilarious. He's the best guy ever. And he's also a great guy. Like he was putting our, her in all of his videos. And yeah, he's he started my career. Such a sweet guy. Yeah. And those videos went viral, but they're literally so good. That's how I found you. 
Yeah, that one ended up getting like 50 million on YouTube. It's so good where she plays like the sugar baby and she's like, thanks, daddy. Well, daddy, I had to sell it. I had to sell it because you didn't make quota. Like, it's so good. That's my bread and butter. But then also Zodiac signs. She also does videos. She started doing Zodiac signs, which I thought was dope. We're both Scorpios. Yeah. So which Zodiac sign do you relate with the most? Well, my moon is Pisces. So Pisces for sure, but I'm through and through Scorpio. I was very jealous. And I used to be very manipulative without realizing it. And I'm very emotional because Pisces is my moon. What's your moon? Aquarius. That's right. You have flip-flopped. Yeah. Yeah. What's your rising? Sagittarius. Oh, that's crazy. That's why I come off Correct. fiery. Correct. (laughs) What's your rising? Libra. Oh, that's why I'm filled with love and beauty. Like I'm really my mom. I'm just a Labrador. Huh. Like I, but I can bite. And why I brought it up with you, like, do you come off that way? Cause you're scared you're going to get hurt. Actually earlier this week, I had someone bring it up on live radio. I can become very guarded and I can seem very cold and I can seem very shallow right up front because the people I accept into my life, like I would die for them and I love them so much. And I have like yeah. so much. That it's like, I can't give that to everyone so I can come off cold. I agree. I th- but I think that's what's so special about Scorpios in general that people yeah. don't appreciate is that it takes us maybe a second to get close to us. But when we love, it's because we love people so deeply and we're yeah. so loyal. Yeah. Like I'm so loyal and I would do anything for my friends. So I think that's why I'm not going to share my love with everyone. I think if anything, it's more, I find it more fake if someone just gives you their love so easily and freely Mm -hmm. that they're just, they're just trying to get it back versus the people that you have to get to know. It has to grow like, oh, it makes sense. I I learned more about you. Now I'm going to open up to you. And now you're like, wow, I gained this person's trust. In my opinion, maybe my daddy issues where I feel like I have to earn people's love, but it makes me feel more closer to somebody when I actually had to earn it versus, and they had to earn my love by sticking around versus someone that just, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Violet Benson. Can I just tell you my biggest trauma? No, go to a therapist. Yeah. Don't tell me. We're no, not going to be closer from that. I'm not going to trust you after that. Or when they're like, hey, nice to meet you. How fake is our friend? Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Thanks for telling me to never be around you again. Yeah. So hearing how you talk about your friends. That's a Scorpio. <laughs> That's a Scorpio. You just did a Zodiac video right yeah. there. Clip that, bitch. <laughs> I love Zodiac sign stuff. Okay, what would you say your favorite video that you've ever done? Sugar Baby? Or actually, no. Sugar Baby's second to first. I got my start from collabing with someone. I did a stepmom video. It went viral. And then we did one for my channel, and it was the first video that ever made me money. So it's kind of like an ode to the start of my career. So I love that one. And I love the other one that's my favorite is I am from LA because it started this whole video series that like really amped up my career. And I thought of that idea when I was in a really low place and I like brought myself out of a low place and made it one of my highest career moments. Isn't that so beautiful and amazing that whenever you're your lowest, that's usually when you create the best creative ideas and work? It's like so important for artists to be sad. It's so crazy, but it's so true. It's so true. And I also came out of that, like, I had never looked better. I started making, like, great money. And, like, you just fall in love with yourself through it. I have yeah. this one eyelash, like, in the middle of my fake eyelashes that is just throwing me the fuck off. Oh, that sucks. I don't – I can't tell, though. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you were looking at my body, you're like, oh, you look so skinny. Yeah, I was depressed. 
Wow. No, I would have no idea because the internet, you never know unless they're crying on their stories. I prefer not to do that. For me personally, it's not part of my It's not part of my shtick either. I'll do it on close friends. Actually, I don't, I, as a Scorpio, I don't maybe a Russian or whatever, I don't like people knowing when I'm, it's, I think that's, that's Aquarius. Yeah, it's very hard for me, but I usually, if anything, I talk about when I overcome it. That's how I will talk with my listeners. Totally. This is what I did. This is what you can do. Well, so, then, because you can reflect on it, like, talking about it when you're in the midst, like, I'm a fucking mess. Literally. I don't need to do that. I don't, and I don't need other people to feel happy that I'm going through a bad time. Yeah. Like, oh, like she's that. down and out. Yeah. Fuck off. Why were you going through a low moment? I started dating a guy Mm. and it was going really well. And then we went on vacation together and it was neither of our faults, but it was an awful trip. And it was something I was really looking forward to. And at the time, I don't think I had enough confidence in myself. So I would put a lot of my self-worth in someone else. And when I wasn't receiving that back and I was alone on this beautiful island, just like having this kind of relationship fall apart in front of me, I... I couldn't really handle it. And we didn't talk after that trip and I didn't get closure. And I was supposed to meet him in Europe and it just, I never heard from him again. And that was really, really hard for me to deal with. And I didn't know how to deal with the rejection and the loss. And so I just like got up at 6 a.m. every day and went to the gym and made my videos and was just like, great, we'll do this. And I listened to affirmations for eight hours a night. I went so hard. I went so hard. And then one day I woke up and I wasn't as sad. The sting hurt me for a really long time. I was not over him for a really, really long time. And I still actually don't know if I am. Don't say that. I'm sure you are. I don't know if I am. I saw him and he didn't acknowledge I existed. It was the first time I saw him after vacation. I I saw him at a party at Art Basel. He was with another girl, which is like, good, you should. It's not like we should be together. But he didn't acknowledge I existed. and, And after that, I was like, Oh, okay. But if he saw me and he acknowledged that I existed, I, I don't know if I'd be over him 100%. I'm sure there'd still be a part of me that would be like... Yeah, but it kind of just shows about his character that he's a wuss. Oh, thank He's like God a real man. A real man would be able to, you know, say hello, whatever. But, but usually when someone won't approach you, when someone's ignoring you, you're like, how could you hate me when you broke my heart? The reality is that because they know what they did was so wrong that every time they look at you, they have yeah. to remember the person they were when they were with you. And it's not a good feeling to remember, oh, I was a piece of shit, no. but I don't view myself a piece of shit anymore. So I'd rather just avoid you. So I don't have to remember that I'm a piece of shit. That's why a, that person would avoid you. Not because if she's disgusting or what a loser, I can't believe I ever did. It's more like if I look at her, I'm going to remember, I'm, I'm going to be reminded that I did something terrible. It doesn't make me feel good about myself. That's what it is. Yo, 100%. And you're so right on that. I don't think he remembers that experience happening because it's exactly that. Where that's not how I deal with stuff. I play it over and over and over again. Like even when I was younger and I was going through something like me and this guy broke up, I don't even think we were going out. I just love so hard. It's one of the things I love about myself. I would drive. (laughs) I would drive (laughs) past his house to expose myself to the feeling of being there and missing him so that it wouldn't have as much power on me anymore. 
I would like finish my shift at a barbecue restaurant and like just drive by his house. So I'd be like, there it is. Look, I'm still okay. <laughs> you were like doing it for your mental health. And he actually knew and he saw you every day. He's like, oh, yeah. for fuck's sake, not Amanda again. No, it was like, I tell him all the time. Like, I'm just like, yeah, he's driving a house. He, he thinks it's funny. Yeah, I feel like I have so many friends that used to do that with their exes. It's, I didn't know that was such a common thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a good thing. The guy just recently was seeing his house is like way up in the hills, so I can't drive by it. And I'm like really happy about that. Did you know the hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It's literally so common and so normal. It can happen from stress, from aging, genetics, postpartum, and so on. And yet no one talks about it. It can feel so isolating and so lonely. I literally have friends who felt embarrassed speaking about this. No, we're not going to do that anymore because thinning is so normal. And that's why I want to introduce what's helped for some of my friends and many of the people that I know, Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. So if you've ever wished that you've had visibly thicker hair and less shedding and so on, there are multiple root causes of hair thinning. And Nutrafol addresses key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. The hair growth supplements use drug-free ingredients to target root causes of thinning hair and promote healthy hair growth. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visibly thickness and strength. So go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes for your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for a better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol is now also available in a vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 and up with planet-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off of your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter my promo code ADULTING. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with my promo code ADULTING. That is Nutrafol.com promo code ADULTING. The worst thing, in my opinion, where when me and someone end it, I make myself so miserable by not only stalking them, I'll start stalking whoever they're dating. But then the worst part about that is that I end up falling out of love with the guy I'm dating and end up falling in love in a weird supportive way of the girl. So then I will continue stalking her for so much longer than the guy. I'll forget he exists. And then I'll start rooting for her. Oh my gosh, she got that job she was rooting for like three months ago. Oh, wow. She looks so good here. And then without realizing, I'll like start like, and be like, like, wow, she's so beautiful. I like her photo. And sometimes it'll be like, okay, V, don't comment. Like, what if they know you're about your fake account? But then, like, I, it takes me months to get over that girl afterwards. Like, that's my biggest issue. Where do you think that comes from? Who knows? I don't know. At this point, I'm not going to even think. I don't even think I can dissect that one. And me that's neither. not me, like, <laughs> no. shitting on it. I'm just like, I, you know, I'm pretty good at this shit. I have no idea what that is. I have this weird, yeah, I will fall in love with the new girl they're dating. And I just forget after all, I forget they exist completely. You know what? Like you're in the right field, like helping people with dating. You're literally falling in love with your ex's new girl. Like, I don't know what's well, more I've girl code friends. than that. I've become friends with like guys I've dated their exes. Like we all become friends. I've also told my friends today guys I've dated. Yeah, I saw that clip where you told your friend to like have sex with someone and then you were really supportive and you were like crying in your house. What? Which clip was that? Didn't you say like, 
I don't. I would dating. be crying. I wouldn't be like, you should have sex. <laughs> no, like the girl who cries TikTok dancing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, didn't you say something? I swear I'm not making this up. I feel like when I'm on Real Housewives and you know, they're like, you're lying. And I'm like, I'm not lying. You made this thing where like your friend came into town to visit. You had a crush on a guy and then they kind of vibed and you were like, no, you should No, that was them. more insane. That was when I was younger and I still liked the guy. It was one of my guy friends. I still liked him. And I was like, oh, let me test him. And I said, you should have sex with this girl. And he said, okay. I and understand I like, testing it. And I was like, oh, he, <laughs> I got him good. He's not going to do it. And I told her, hey, my friend likes you. You should have sex with him. We go, oh my God, that's perfect. I like him too. Then they have sex. And then I'm like. Was she Russian? From Spain. I just don't know how to do a Spain accent. Oh, I'm sorry. I, and I didn't. And maybe it was a Spanish accent. No, I don't know how to do a Spanish accent. Oh, okay. I'm only Russian. I don't. I can only do you Russian. I can only do so many things. I can only do Russian or Israeli accent. What's Israeli? Um, where are you from? Nice. Yeah. That's kind of hot. It's really not hot at all. I talk like Gal Gadot. That's why when, they, when I saw that movie with Gal Gadot and they made it seem as if the goddess's accent is, was Gal Gadot's accent, I was like, so they're Israeli? Like, it's Israeli accent? That's so not attractive for me, personally. I don't like that accent. I can never imagine marrying someone who's like, where's the kitchen? Where, Vital, wake up. Where are you right now? Can you not ever speak again? I guess that is a little harsh. It's too much. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, yeah, so the, the girl, she, uh, and then after she had sex with him, it was, was a nice, yes, I, I like him a lot. And I'm like, oh, cool. Why don't you stay with me? So you guys can have sex more together for the rest of the next two weeks. I was like 19, 20. Totally. I could see myself testing a guy being like, then why don't you do it? You should have sex. And he was like, okay. You kind of forget that, that like men just like actually just like to have sex where like women, it's like very emotional. It's like you're the best it. wing woman ever. Thank you. I was like. Eye twitching. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then every night, it literally did happen because people were like, there's no way that story happened. It literally happened. Every night I would cry in my bed. And then she was like. So you were fucking crying. It's because normally when I date guys, I'm not sleeping with them. So that's why I have no problem setting my friends up with them. Because we went out a couple of times. I didn't sleep with them. There's no emotional attachment for me. Yeah. I figure out whether or not. Just the same way when she got here, I asked her about a guy. And when I was telling her, I was encouraging her to go out with a guy. And then, and then I told her, him and I went out before. Correct. And I was still encouraging. And we've kissed. That's it. I did kiss him. Yeah. yeah. How was it? It was all right. I don't remember. A kiss to me tells everything. Every. Um, I don't recall. It wasn't bad, but if I can't really remember, I mean, I can't say. Then it was, yeah, it's not. It's not memorable for me, but it's not memorable. That's why we're not dating. Hundred percent. But anyway, I was encouraging her to go out with it. Yeah. But again, it's not because I haven't slept with him. Obviously, if his penis has been in my mouth, maybe I would think twice before. I don't know. Do you consider that sleeping with someone? The penis in the mouth? Normally, yeah. If the penis has been in my mouth, I'm fucking. Oh, interesting. Usually, if I date guys, I were kissing. They're eating me out. Okay. Nothing else. If I decide we're exclusive, then sex, penis in mouth. Oh, damn. I do the penis in the mouth way before exclusive. What's the point? Why would I put that? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I saw someone else do this video. I don't recall if you also did it, but I'm pretty sure okay. you did this. The okay. Vogue 73 questions. Like where you pretend to answer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I thought, why don't we do that? And Done. Like, Perfect. Okay. You're going to ask me questions about myself? Yeah. Done. Perfect. Well, this is kind of what the podcast is about. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't want to take up the whole time. Well, it's kind of about you. Should I just be silent for the rest of it? 
Can you? Yeah, just. I was actually gonna ask you. Oh my god! You, you shut the fuck up. Thank you so much. Okay, so look, look at the camera. Then don't look at me. And then I'll, I'll just go through. Up. Let me get my tits up. Yeah, and then I'll just go through random questions, and you questions. try to answer. Yeah. Have your nipples ever been super, super sore? Yes, I have that problem. Some because my nipples are always hard most of the time, and I've had the problem with gym clothes if they rub Rubbing. or something, and then it becomes sore to the point that it's painful. Mine and are super like, sore. It's probably it's the material rubbing on your breasts. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ask me the questions. All right. So, yeah, look at the camera, and I'll just go through whichever ones I think could be fun. But there's okay. 73, so I'm not going to do 73. Shut up. You're not going to do 73. I know. I'm, I won't. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite time of the day? My favorite time of the day is morning. I love morning. <laughs> What's your biggest weakness? My biggest weakness is that I can have a guard up. What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is that I'm funny. What makes you angry? Oh, I get so mad at my sister. I used to push her across the room. I used to physically abuse my sister. My sister pushed me down the stairs one time. Yeah, it's like no one gets me as mad as my sister. I broke most of my teeth. I haven't done that. It's because I said, wouldn't it be funny if you pushed me down the stairs? And before, <laughs> and before I could say anything, she said, okay. And you pushed me down the stairs. And you broke your teeth when you fell down the yeah. one step tooth, one step tooth. I don't know. I broke a lot of them. I was like four or five. Are your teeth real? I have veneers. I've had veneers since I was five. Can you smile? Oh, great. Yeah. I'm realizing how many people in LA have veneers. I was born with no enamel. I have a birth defect. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. So back to you, <laughs> you fucking cunt. Uh... What are you most excited about these days? Look at the camera. The most thing I'm excited about is my career. You never know what you're going to wake up to. What's the best compliment you've ever received? I'm going to say something shallow. Oh. I really like compliments on my boobs. Honestly, me too. Yeah. Because we have, you, you're natural, right? Yeah, and we get we're well. funny all the time. The most flattering for me is writing, but I do get, it is nice when someone's like, are your boobs fake? And I'm like, they're not. They're real. And no one really asked me, like, is your nose fake? Because it's still kind of large. So when they say, are your boobs fake? I do like that compliment. Okay, let's go back to Vogue. Quick. All right. Sorry. Yes, Camera. quick. Forget that I'm here. Okay. All right. What's one thing people don't know about you? That, oh, I obsessively look at my pores every single day. What makes you smile the most? When I get a text from a guy that I have a crush on. <laughs> Heels or flats or sneakers? Heels. Oh my God. Sneakers want to make me throw the fuck up. What makes you feel the most like yourself? My robe, Real Housewives, Goop Kitchen. What are the three things you can't live without? Retinol, gym, making my videos. How would you define yourself in three words? Fun, hot, oily. <laughs> What's inspiring you in your life right now? Learning how to run my business. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Basically from my dad, like if they don't like you, fuck them. What's your biggest regret? Not starting YouTube earlier. What's your pet peeve? Oh my God, when people slurp their soup, shut the fuck up. Yeah, or when they ask, can I have a sip of your soup? Lila, I'm supposed to pretend you're not here. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Before antidepressants, sweets, now wine. What makes you feel most accomplished? When my videos do well. Honestly, I do get that serotonin boost. Like, I'm a human being. I'm just a girl. Like, when I go viral, I feel so accomplished I could take off in the world. 
How do you start your day? I open my goddamn eyes. Oh, I do say, okay, so I have something to say. So when I start my day, I leave 10 minutes. I know this is supposed to be fast. I leave 10 minutes on the snooze and I lay in my bed. I'm like, this is the best ever. I'm so grateful. I'm amazing. I love my bed. That's how I start my day. If you weren't living in France, where would you be living? You dumb fucking bitch. (laughs) If I wasn't living in my villa in France with my trust fund money. (laughs) What's one city you've always... That ass you copy and pasted. (laughs) No, I I purposely asked it as a joke. You silly cunt. What's one city you've always dreamt of traveling to? Ever since... (laughs) (laughs) The Swedish House Mafia song... Like, Miami to Ibiza came out, and I wanted to go to Ibiza so bad when I was 16. Like, my main goal was to make enough babysitting money <laughs> so I could go to EDC. Um, I don't really want to go to Ibiza now. I really just love Miami. Like, I'm going next weekend. Like, get me drunk on the beach. That's it. That's the city you've dreamt of traveling to. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? What's something you always travel with? My retinols. I'm crazy with skincare. Favorite food? Pad Thai. Favorite snack? A nice pretzel. (laughs) What's the last movie that made you cry? (laughs) What's the last movie that made you cry? Oh, I cry at everything. The chimp documentary. Are you confrontational? Totally. I don't mind a confrontation. I think it makes life a little spicy. And ever since, I'm watching Real Housewives nonstop right now. So I'm definitely in the confronting energy. What's the one talent that you wish you had? I don't know. Like, I wish I could have gone to college and done it. Wasn't even an option. What's something you don't want to be doing in 10 years? Hopefully making videos. Am I right? Yeah, I don't really want to be making videos. I'm not joking. Like, at that point, if I'm still making videos, like, honey got washed up. (laughs) Honey fucked the wrong guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Do you believe in second chances? Oh, I give them out constantly. But I also take the note. What color clothing do you wear the most? I would say black or white. Like, what a dumb question. Do you like surprises? Love surprises. How about STDs? Uh, the curable <laughs> ones, totally fine with. One pill. Surprise! Yeah, one pill. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had an STD? I've had one pill. With STDs, you gotta check every orifice because you never know. Have you had any STDs? No. If you say UTI, I'm gonna flip this No, one. no. What is that thing that you can get... HPV. Everybody has HPV. Everyone had HPV, yeah. I probably have right now. Get it on your couch. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. It is. I had a cancerous one. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Hmm? I mean, I'm alive. I'm fine. I I mean, I had gonorrhea of the throat. I'm still here. I'm still talking. (laughs) What's something you're tired of? These questions? (laughs) Dumb fucking boys. I'm tired of depressed boys. Yeah. Is there something in the water? Is Like, something's in their sperm. Something's in men's sperm. Everyone's depressed. Do you agree with me? There's something in the sperm. Maybe it's the guys you're attracting. But yeah. I mean, how would I know? I'm the interviewer. I, I'm just I'm just the Vogue No, Violet, I actually do want to ask you, do you think there's something in the sperm? I think if they were probably ejaculating more, they would be less depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think guys are ejaculating enough. Like, I, I don't think I people agree. are having enough sex. 
they're not masturbating enough. They yeah. don't need to be having sex. I think sex can sometimes be depressing if there's no attachment. A lot of people Correct. think they don't need that attachment and they can just have fun. But then you're constantly taking on other people's energies. And like I've had friends who they think it's fun to sleep around women or men. But then you're just taking on, especially women though, you're taking on everyone. Like men are entering you. So you're taking on so much energy. Then you don't know what energy belongs to you. And I, I genuinely believe that's why it's important to get to know people. Because like I've dated someone before who was very, very depressed. And I didn't realize how important it is, but I started sleeping with him. And then when we ended things, I hit such a low and I couldn't understand why because I thought I was doing fine before. And it wasn't because we broke up because he wasn't that important to me at all. It had to do because I kept taking on his energy and he was so negative. He constantly was so envious of everyone else. He was constantly talking shit of everyone else. And he was felt so low because he just wasn't where he needed to be. And I took on all that energy without realizing. So Dang. crazy. Well, I'm I, glad you're out of that. It was years ago. I'm glad you've recovered. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing I don't know, guys. It takes me a couple of years. I'm not joking. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay. When I was in my 20s, people forget this because I don't talk about this enough. I was on and off in a relationship most of my 20s. I was in I a seven, eight years. I forgot about that. Was, seven, was that eight. him or no? No, that was someone else. So seven, eight years. So most of my 20s, I spent with the same person. I mean, yeah, I had one boyfriend before that, one boyfriend in the middle of us breaking up. I was that person that was constantly going back to someone that wasn't right for me. It was constantly cheating on me. I was, I loved, I loved being crazy. It was like, it was so addicting and I didn't care how crazy I would get. When we would break up, when he would break up with me, I couldn't get out of bed. Like that's the state of mind that I was in. Cause I'm like, what is the point if we're not together? He was my life. He was my everything. And I can never imagine going back to that. So I've definitely, it's not like now, oh, I get over things really fast. I still harbor over things. I'm just smarter about it. And like, bro, thank God social media didn't exist back then. Cause I can't imagine what a fucking idiot I would be just posting the most depressed. I, I always tell women, do not post your dumb dumb depressing stupid lyrics or stupid quotes she was the son and he was he doesn't give a fuck if he cared he would be with you right now he doesn't care he's gonna see your story and he's gonna laugh what a pathetic loser posting about me ha she's not over me no you post happy things i'm living my best life without you and then they think wow she's so sane she's so calm did she ever love me because she's not even posting depressing things i didn't expect this should i hit her up should we get back together that's what happens when you act like you don't care so thank god there was no social media back then because i would just be like about to kill myself no 100 he care and he wouldn't care then he'd view that you were about to kill yourself and he wouldn't say a thing and you just send it to his group chat look haha violet yeah said. Yeah, it's just. But so you know what's interesting? You probably went through that relationship being like, I'm going through this because this is the person for me. But how much did you learn through that relationship to give yourself dating advice for your career in this podcast? I learned so much about myself because towards the end of our relationship, I created daddy issues. And <gasps> no, but it wasn't because of him. It was because of other things. But then when I would create daddy issues and I started finding myself, that's more and more where I started to notice that's not my person. I don't love this person. I don't, because I start respecting myself. I start loving myself. When you start to respect and love yourself, you start looking and saying, well, I would never treat myself this way. Mm -hmm. Why am I allowing someone else to treat me like this? So that's what was happening. And then the final thing, the nail in the coffin, was when he said, it was anonymous, but he knew I had this account. He said, how can you run an account like that that talks about sex sometimes? Like, I don't know. That's not very wifey material of you. So he wanted me to delete it. This guy, we were together already seven, eight years. Let's be honest. He was never planning on marrying me. Mm -hmm. So he just didn't. He just wanted the control. And I said, okay, well, that's, I'm like, well, thank God I'm not your wife then. So I'm going to go ahead and continue this account. And that's when I finally ended things with him. 
Wow. Plus he gave me the cancerous um, HPV for the second time. And I was like, okay, now enough. One, I want to touch on a couple things. Um, my back and forth one ended because of an STD as well. Well, mine's an STI, but yeah. Well, I guess that was an STI too. I got the same thing as you. But it's like, one, it's a lot easier to get over them when they give you something bad. Like now it affects your body. Yeah, I mean, my, like it, the second time it wasn't a joke. It literally wouldn't leave. And they had to go inside of you and do this weird, like cut something in there. And it's so painful. They go really deep and they cut something inside your uterus or wherever it is. And it's, I have high t- pain tolerance. So for me to really feel the pain, that was serious. So yeah, now it's not only heartbreak. You're, you're literally like made someone cut inside my uterus. Imagine if during that time he was like, that's not a wifey, right? And you did suppress that part of yourself. How depressed would you be? so depressed because I was already in an unhappy job and I was losing myself already. Daddy issues was the first time that I was able to find myself. But again, it's, it's so amazing when, especially whether you're creative or anything in life, I think people don't realize how much you need the low moments in your life, but you would never appreciate happiness and good moments in your life if you didn't have the really sad low ones, if you didn't allow yourself to, to go yeah. to get through them. Mm-hmm. Obviously when it's happening, we're like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, this will never get better. And then a year goes by and you look back and you're like, holy shit, I survived it. Like I wasn't One day you just it. wake up and you're okay. How crazy is that? It's so true. It's so crazy. With my first boyfriend, I never thought I would get over it. He took my virginity and everything. And then every night I started to go to sleep and I would tell myself, I'm over. So I was saying in the present, I'm over. I'm over every night, nonstop, every single night. And then one day I woke up and I was actually over him. Because I kept telling myself that every single night until I started to believe it. I actually should do that. Yeah. I say things like they're already in the present, but I haven't done that. Like I'm over this person. Like I don't think I knew what manifesting was. I was um, 19. It was before I met my second boyfriend who. How'd you guys meet your second boyfriend? Through my first boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps on going. That's usually how I meet my boyfriends. Usually through their friends. Oh yeah. One thing about me, I'm a homie hop. One thing about me, so am I. Yeah. And I think that's fine. The last guy I dated, I I knew him through a friend. I was like, how did you, because he hit me up, he DM'd me. I was like, oh, how did you see me? He's like, oh, I met you two years ago when blank, when brought you to a party. And he's like, I remember your face. And then I saw your videos. And I was like, you know what? Thank God for him. Yeah. It was a great time. We had a great kiss. Oh my God. You're such a lover. I am such a lover. Like I get stoked. I love loving. You know, everyone always makes jokes of a pick me girl. When it comes to love, I don't give a shit. I am such a pick me girl because I love. Pick me, choose me, love me. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love being in love. It might be my Venus is in Libra. What's yours? Do you know? I actually don't know that one. It potentially could be in Libra. It might be. I don't know. But I remember, you know, right before I met the guy who I went on vacation with and it was such a whirlwind, like beautiful thing. I was watching, I think, season two of Real Housewives of Orange County. One of the girls falls in love really deeply and she meets her pr- Prince Charming George and he's very rich and she doesn't have to live in poverty anymore. And it's this fairy tale love story. And I go, I want that. I want that. Like, I'm so ready for that. And then I got it. And then it crumbled. But then it picked back up again. Yeah. By, by yourself. Yes. Yeah. So it uh, all works out. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just so like, I dress so better. I lose weight. Yeah. When I'm in love, I literally lose weight because I'm so excited about them. And I, the endorph- endorphins, like you're like, what was my life before this person? One time I was dating this guy and he stopped responding to my texts for a week. 
I didn't even realize it because I was so stuck in our fairy tale while working. <laughs> and then I would text him, can't wait to see you. So excited <laughs> to hang out. That's incredible. I didn't even realize I was being quote unquote ghosted because I don't believe in ghosting. I'm just like, oh, we stopped talking. That's normally what I would say. But I didn't even realize I was quote unquote getting ghosted. I mean, yeah, I kind of treated him like shit, I guess, in a way. But I was just so stuck on the fairy tale of us. Yeah. I didn't even realize that he's done with me. <laughs> but how powerful is your mind? Because that's way better than the other way to be like, fuck, like we didn't work out. Like just to be like, we're still in love. Did it come back around? Yeah, he came back around and I was just like, if he comes back around, I will treat him better. I'll be so good to him. And I think I manifested him. We ran into each other on uh, New Year's. And I remember I was drunk and he was sitting next to me at the table. And finally he comes next to me and I look at him and I go, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I will treat him better. <laughs> that was like the first thing. Like I waited for months. I thought about him. I dreamt of him. I was like, if he just called me, because I deleted his number, so I couldn't call him. That's what I do to get over people. Yeah, I and I, if I just saw him, I would tell him I will be better to you. And then I see him and I'm just like, I fucking hate you. What was his response? He, like, he's just like, well, you seem to be doing well. Yeah, you're like, I haven't changed. And I was like... But in my, like, in my mind to me, I'm like, okay, even if I say I fucking hate you, if you want me, follow me. Like, follow me home. No, then I was like, we should have sex and never speak again. And he was like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'll be right back. And then I left. Yeah. That's so me, though. I kind of had that recently where a guy... I really liked him during the summer, but, you know, our schedules just weren't aligning and... Weren't aligning and everything. And so I aligning. call him, aligning. And I call him and I'm like, oh, it's over. I'm done. And then I was mad he didn't come back for me. So I blocked him. And then I unblocked him. And Aww. I'm like, when are you coming to LA? And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, you just need to understand that. What's like, going on? I was like, you need to understand this is how I am. And if I like you, I like you. And if I don't, I don't. And then we got dinner. And I kept telling him to shut the fuck up. And then he was like, why are you saying that? I was like, Aww. oh, because I love you. Like, I don't care. Shut the fuck up. He didn't get it, but I'm in love with him again. Today, I'm in love with him. Yeah. He's we haven't like, talked today. Restraining order. <laughs> I'm no, cool with it. Like, I think he's he seems just a little more emotionally mature, and you seem a little more emotionally Yeah, he's 40. Route. He better be. Yeah, with this guy, I think the lesson here is not the lesson that I needed to learn. It's the lesson to anyone listening. The lesson with the guy that I was talking about is that people don't change. So if someone treats you like shit the first time, believe it and don't take them back. So the lesson here was more for him to learn. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I was like, wow, I really, really respects himself. Finally, I respect that for him. Totally. And how nice is it that is not your lesson? Yeah, thank like God how refreshing. For, thank God. Took the day off for yeah, once. Now, now he's dating my friend. I was a little like, should I have dated this guy? Man, you got to show me after out? who it is. I will, okay. Yeah. But they seem really cute together, so I'm happy for them. Do you, uh, did you stalk the girl? We're, I'm her, we're friends, so oh. I don't think she knows, though. So. so you just view? She may know. Actually, she probably knows. Okay, you have to tell me after. What else is there? Nothing. <laughs> it's over. Bye. Wait, one thing that I think is so great I talked about with my friend about Amanda is that whenever someone asks her, did you ever think you would get to this point where you're at? And what's your always response for that? Yes. I love that because everyone's like, no, I never thought it would succeed. Amanda's like, yes, because I because what? You worked for it. Oh, and I always just knew. I always know that everything is going to work out for me. I know who I am. I know what I want to do, and I know I'm going to achieve it. Like, I just feel so lucky. How did you get that mindset? I had it since I was a kid. My dad has it. My dad 
and he'll admit to it. I love him, but he's a little bit of a narcissist. And he just raised my sister and I, my mom too, to just be like, people are lucky to look at you. Like you want to do something? Like you fucking go. Like you have it. Like trust yourself. You have it. You have it. I love Our that. whole family walks around like we've got it. Like it's actually disgusting. If you ever see us walking around like Westlake or Thousand Oaks or Calabasas, just know that we are so stuck up, very aware of it, but like cool as hell. Yeah. That's I my think, whole family. I, so, I know everyone, that's not very relatable. <laughs> no, I think not everyone understands sarcasm or people it's, especially with women, the way women view each other, it's we want you to be confident, but not too confident. I want you to be modest, but not too modest because it's like now you're just asking for compliments. Yeah. I want you to be smart, but not too smart because it's going to make me feel bad about myself. I want you to be like sure of yourself, but not too sure of yourself because then you're arrogant. So I think that's why it throws people off when someone's confident when in reality, what's wrong with thinking, yeah, I got it. Because if you're not going to want to suck your own dick, if you're not going to be for sure of yourself, how the fuck do you expect anyone else to be? Yeah. And I think I got it because I risked everything similar to you, like quitting your job and, you know, going with the meme thing. It's like, yeah, you had something going on. I didn't risk it, but yeah. Okay, whatever. But like, I I didn't go to college for this. Like I moved into an apartment I couldn't afford just to be closer to auditions. Like there was never in my mind a a point where I thought it wasn't going to work out. I I never would I think that's an amazing mindset. Yeah. You have to do it or else what? To quit school and do something you is not a for sure deal. Like you'd be crazy. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? Totally. And I still get a little, like, I'll be in rooms and I'm like, oh. Like, even to be here sitting with you, I don't think a year ago I could have done it. I would have been so nervous, had my guard up. I still have it all the time. I have imposter syndrome for sure. But I've really learned to trust myself and learn uh, what I bring to the table is what I bring. And they wouldn't be asking me here if I wasn't. I love that. I love that. Because imagine how hard it would be even for an interviewer to interview someone that doesn't think they should be here. I mean, at one time, I, I somebody asked me to do a job and I did this job. And the whole day, everyone kept thanking me for being there. But I got to a point that my brain was like, fuck. Because I thought I was on the same level with all these people. Now you're thanking me every two seconds, the producers, your manager, you. Now I'm thinking, why am I even here? Because right. you're making me feel like we're not on the same level. So I think it's so important to... That's why I always remind myself when I used to get those insecurities of everyone's cooler, everyone's more successful. In my brain, I was like, well, if I'm sitting in the same room with these other people, then I deserve to be here just like anyone else. 100%. It's so hard to remember that, though. You know what helps? Just getting up and doing it. Not being able to read other people's faces really helps me. Yeah, that's like, that's dead ass in this industry, a superpower. People think I joke when I say I lack uh, social cues, Mm -hmm. but I do. So it's actually now has helped me. When I was an accountant, it was didn't help me because I worked for such a large accounting firm. We got reviewed every three to six months on our work ethic and on our personality. That was part of it as well. So you get graded. And the feedback for my personality will constantly be, Violet doesn't know when the conversation is over. Violet doesn't know when when to leave the room. Violet's being too sarcastic and people can't understand Violet's like sense of view, something like that. But like literally my constant review was, Violet doesn't know when the conversation is over or when to leave the room because I could not read people's faces so I didn't understand so the conversation would be over and I would just stand there because no one's telling me to go so I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) that's the sweetest thing oh my god yeah I just didn't know when I was supposed to go because no one tell no one would tell me oh that makes that makes me feel like so sad (laughs) it's fine how beautiful is it that you like found an audience that like 
lo- it doesn't matter if you don't well, it's know not what the- that it's I the reason I'm good at what I do is because I took something that was a weakness of mine yeah and I made it my strength by then studying people's body language so if I can't understand what's happening with your face because for whatever reason I'm unable to read people's emotions on their face I can read your body language like knowing you I know you're comfortable with me right now because you just mimic the way I'm sitting you mimic the way I'm sitting and you're sitting towards me which means that I'm you're very welcoming comfortable with you yeah, but when someone mimics your sitting, the way if you guys, if let's say you're talking and both of your arms are crossed, well, actually, arm crossed arms means like you're defensive. But let's say we're both towards each other and I'm putting my hands this way and suddenly you're holding your hands this way, it means you're agreeing with everything I'm saying. Oh, that's cute. So, like, I study then body language because I can't understand the face, or I started to study more what therapists say with emotions. So I can then, in some ways, learn empathy in a way that cognitive, cognitive mm-hmm. empathy mm-hmm. versus I can't fully read someone's face sometimes. And this is so I think that's how I was able to take something that's a weakness and it became part of my brand because I'm so genuinely fascinated with it. And it's so helpful because lacking social cues means I can talk to anyone at all times because I have no idea what you're thinking and I don't care. That's when people are like, oh, is that person looking at us? They don't like us. And I'm like, where? Who? I can't tell. I don't care. Wow, that's so interesting about the body language. Yeah. That's so cool because I never really pay attention to that stuff. Really? No. I look at their face. (laughs) (laughs) What is my face saying? I think we're happy. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy too. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, what were we just talking about? Oh, 73 questions. What's like, some of the craziest jobs you've ever had? Oh my God. I would say I've worked in the middle of the Century City Mall doing a silent disco. <laughs> I have been in a Key Glock music video. I would say all the rest of them were like restaurant jobs. CPK? Yeah, I auditioned to be one of the dancers at Universal Studios for Horror Nights. Because they got paid like 80 bucks an hour and you had a half an hour break. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God. And I was 18. My body was banging. Like still is cute. But, you know, like 18-year-old body. Oh, you actually dance? Yeah. You're like a stripper pole. Oh, I thought the ones that scare you when you No, off. no. There's like when you enter, there's like strippers. Oh, that's too much. That's that's a lot of work. I didn't get it. Yeah. Because but- of your body? No, I think it just Your wasn't looks. in the cards. <laughs> I don't think it was a personal attack. Just wasn't in the cards for me at 18. Yeah. What was the craziest job you had? I think I've had a few. I mean, my dad didn't allow me to work because he didn't think I was smart enough to, to finish school. So I tutored math behind his back and I started taking math exams for like college kids. And and I would take uh, university classes for them, like AP Calc. Uh, BC and I would get paid $100 an hour but I started as a sophomore in high school so then I helped like half of my grade graduate because and I helped them and tutor them in math and then I continued then when I was a little older like senior year and beginning of college I started taking people's uh, classes because rich kids would just pay I mean people wanted to start paying me to also take their math exams to get into college and give me a fake ID but I was like that's too far and I don't want to get in trouble because I don't have parents to pay me to, to pay to get me right. out of trouble no you'd be stuck with that bill yeah, so so that's my main job, but my silly jobs I would get behind my dad's back. Okay, one time I worked at this place called Stonefire. It's in the valley. Oh, I know exactly what it is. I got it when I was 15 or 16. I thought I was doing a good job. Then one day I brought my friends there to eat. And when I came in, one of the managers was like, Violet, uh, Violetta, you're, you have a shift right now. I was like, yeah, I know. It's in two hours. He goes, no, it was two hours ago. 
And I was just like, oh shit, you guys, I'm so sorry. I have to go work. And then I guess, I think the end of the shift, they're like, listen, Violetta, we have to let you go. Um, we know you've been stealing all the breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> And were you? Yeah. You were stealing I, all I, of them? A lot of them. Like the breadsticks, the stone fire is so good. So good. And the barbecue sauce to die. I would just put it in the pockets when I was serving people. And I would just kept eating when I walk around to like ask orders. And he's, they're like, you're stealing lots, a lot of the breadsticks. You keep eating them. You you sometimes forget when to show up to work. Sometimes you show up late. And sometimes you just stand there and you stare at the wall. And for like 10, 15 minutes, and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was like, you know uh, what? Kind of glad they let you go. Don't. I was like, no, I was like, that checks out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even allowed to have this job anyways. That's fine. Another time I worked at. Um, <laughs> the wall is killing me. I worked at this other place as a host. And for some reason, the female manager didn't like me. And she, someone threw up. And then she was like, okay, no. let's have Violet clean it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's the, wait the waiter's job, not the host. And like, no, you seem like you seem like you probably have never done that before. So you do it. And I go, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I've never done it before. I don't need this fucking job. I'm out. And I quit. Good for you. How old were you? That was 15. God, I love your confidence. <laughs> and I then, love it. And then I also worked at Abercrombie. Me too. In the Thousand Oaks Mall, Abercrombie Kids. <laughs> I feel like everything they've made fun of people who work at Abercrombie is so true oh of course no i don't i don't like say no to any of it when people will come up to me for help i used to as a joke i'd be like oh i'm so sorry i don't work here because i didn't want to while you're wearing the yeah and one of my managers was like violetta please you have to stop telling people you don't work here and i was like fine so then i would just sit in the dressing room so no one would talk to me i don't blame it's big dressing room you can't tell you're in there (laughs) yeah my manager said i was the worst employee she ever had but you know what you can do with a good personality? A lot. I got at Abercrombie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got in the back. No, in the front. Sometimes. If you have looks and a personality, right. you gotta have the combo. You gotta. <laughs> you and, have. and I wasn't the most stunning, but I knew how to do my hair and makeup. I knew how to put. And that dude, I had this body at fourteen that just like got, <laughs> like I'm not. I know I can't like we're not gonna talk about it, but like holy like I was yeah. banging in. You worked at Abercrombie at fourteen. I worked there 16, but I'm just saying I got my body at 14. So by 16, I was like, fucking good to go. Right. What was I saying? I think I was So, but you were, you were told you were the worst employee. Totally. Yeah. That's also how I got their math in high school too. I just had a really good personality. Nobody has ever wanted me to fail. Like they have just rooted for me. It's actually like a beautiful gift I've had in my life. By the way. Whoever's listening and they don't know Amanda's personality right now, not that you're doing a bit in any way, you're being honest, but like, I don't want anyone who's listening to look at you in a bad light in a way that, oh, then she's never struggled and she's always been oh, pretty. Like, no. of course, first of all, she's had a nose job. So obviously, yeah, I've been evicted a few times. Yeah, she's no, been here about sorry. her job. She struggles. She's felt low. I just want to express that right now, I'm sharing a lot of positive aspects of Amanda, which is great. But I, I sometimes I think it's people judge pe- other people too quickly. Oh, so. I just got, it was my first week on the internet where I got a lot of hate. This is my first week. I mean, I've had people not like my videos, but right. there is a situation that happened early in the week and a radio host and I were on air 
and it wasn't going that well. And so I asked him at the end, like, how do you think it's going? And he told me because I asked him to. And I started crying on the air. And then, you know, a picture got posted of us saying we were on the radio. And then I think it was like 300, 400 comments saying like, Amanda should not speak again. She should not come on radio. This was Tuesday. Oh. So yeah, I I never want to come off like I've had it all at all. It's my personality. I've been called mean all week and shallow. And so I understand how I can come off that way. I'm so aware of it. And it's not me. But I think it's funny, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I truly think it's funny. I love putting on a character all that. Like, sometimes I do that and then, I, and then you know, anyone doesn't know you then as a person. But is it a character? I don't know. Like, not a character. I think when I speak well of myself and highly of myself, it gets to the point that I start to believe it as well. And it kind of, I give myself a little pep talk when I'm like, I'm great. I'm going to achieve everything and blah, blah. Like, it actually makes me, re- like, love myself. Yeah, but I could still say I'm a dumb bitch. Yeah. Like, I am. I could say I'm a dumb bitch and that I'm okay with that. But yeah. I still love myself. I'm a dumb bitch who loves herself. Good. But yeah, I, I, I fuck up all the time. I fucked up big this week. Like, I have done videos that aren't funny. I have ha- been dumped. You know, if like we, like, <laughs> I think it's so funny how, you know, it is the trend right now to be authentic and Real Housewives of New York, not to bring you're, up Real Housewives. You're, they're, they're, I need to get tickets somehow to like meet them so you can meet them. Well, no, I met fan. them. I love them. But like the Real Housewives of New York, like they were all having like a sympathy fest of like who's had less in their account and who has struggled the most. And like obviously I get right now being on the internet is, you know, like we all want to share our struggles and we all want to do that. But sometimes I just want to be like, yeah, I'm a dumb bitch, but I'm still love myself. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. I love myself too. And that's okay. For a long time, I didn't. I think that's why like… Right. When you finally get there and you finally love yourself and then other people want you to… Yeah. Like I feel confident enough to come on here. That's a huge thing for me. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't belong here. (laughs) Yeah. If you start crying, I would be like, boring. Yeah. Boring snooze. I already fucking did that this week. Like I'm good. What did you, how did you get over feeling after you cried, obviously, and then you read the comments, which is so something we do to ourselves. Like I feel so low. How can I feel lower? It wasn't necessarily, I read the comments. They kept tagging me in them. So it would show up in my notifications and I posted a video that day. So in between me looking at this stuff for my own video, that was happening. It was my first time dealing with extreme backlash like that. Obviously negative comments. Like even today, someone was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, "Mm, no, bitch, I've gained weight. Um, And I'm okay with that. Like I'm cool with that. But when you have so many things coming at you like that, it was a really hard day. It was something I hadn't experienced yet. Such a good lesson. Yeah. So then how did you get over it just after crying it out and sleeping or you kind of just told yourself it's just a one-time thing or? Yeah, I couldn't really sleep. I just like played it over and over again in my head and I saw friends that night. I called my dad, like I reached out to people who loved me so I could feel love because I I really felt, I felt like a monster and I felt just disgusting and like so I reached out to people who could show me the love I was craving the feel. Yeah, people don't realize when they think it's just one comment or they're having a bad day. So then they give their opinion and they think, well, you know, I'm obligated. I'm, I'm allowed to have my opinion. But it's like, no, because you're having a shitty day. But they don't realize that for that person that's on the receiving end. 
it's loads of people. It's like loads of comments and you have to read that. And it's just mean because the people are writing the mean comments don't actually, normally it's the people who don't know you, have no idea what's going on with you. They just, that one little thing and they decide to judge you. It's it's so cruel sometimes. There was one, it was so bizarre. It made me laugh in the middle of crying. It was like, Amanda McCann's, someone will come for you and you'll get the karma you deserve, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I was like, yo, like... Knock, knock, knock. You okay? Like, that was. <laughs> Someone will come for you and you'll get the karma. And then the next day, I think they were like, you're beautiful. Keep going. And I was like, this is the worst. And then today, like, I got multiple comments from people saying I was pregnant. Like I said, I was like, listen, I've had it to this week on the internet. So if I'm coming off a certain way, it's probably because I've just had a fucking week. But also, I am shameless in the fact that I do love what I do and I I stand by, you know, what I make and who I am. Remember when I told you you're coming on the podcast and I said to think of um, the worst, most embarrassing day that you've ever had, but make it in a funny way. Like now you can look back and you can laugh at it. Yeah. Do you have a story like that? And I guess it was that day. Yes. Like uh, three days ago. But tell yours first. Because I really can't. Mine feels like a little long now. So I feel... Let me think if I... You want me to tell mine? Okay. The most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me that now is hilarious to think about. Yes. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Can you tell me? I went on birthright. I went on a birthright trip. Birthright trip is when if you're Jewish, you get to go on a free trip to Israel. So I went on a free trip to Israel. I was having the time of my life. And then this one night, I drank a good amount. And I've never blacked out before, but I did black out that night. And I thought I could handle the alcohol, but I'm not a drinker. So I didn't. Because I like the boy when I like a guy I drink, whatever. So I drank a lot. And the, and it was that that night we basically had to pack for two days. So we weren't allowed to open our suitcases. So we had to pack a backpack of things uh, for two days. We had to wake up really early the next day. So it was the worst night to get really loaded and to black out. So I blacked out. I had two, three hours to sleep. I woke up and I must have showered the day before, the night before. And I didn't remember. I guess I had to carry me to my room. So I didn't remember blacking out, but I woke up two hours later. So I woke up on a wet towel. So I was like, oh, I must have showered the night before. I don't remember doing this, but okay, that's so weird. Then I pa- I packed the towel in my suitcase, closed it. I won't be opening that suitcase for, for two days. And I have my backpack now. And I look looked at my room and I said, I think I'm still drunk. And she said, no, I think you're fine. I said, I think something's off. I feel like I'm still drunk. She's like, no, I'm sure you're fine. I said, you know what? I'll eat food and that will make the drunkness go away. And I said, what's the best thing that I can eat when I'm still drunk? Cereal. So then I had cereal with milk because I'm obsessed with the dairy in Israel. And in Israel, it's very hot, especially during that time. So it was like 120 degrees out and we're in a bus for a couple of hours to get to the desert, which is even hotter. So then I eat the cereal to try to feel better, which is not a good idea to eat if you're still drunk or hungover. It's probably the worst thing for you to do. Really? Milk, dairy, not a good idea. So I get on the bus and I'm feeling now really nauseous and I'm feeling sick. So I said, you know what? I'll sleep through it. I sit in the front and I'm like, I'll sleep through it. And then by the time we get to the army camp that we're going to, I'll be fine. We're going to an army camp. So I try to close my eyes and I finally fall asleep because I was so nauseous. But then the guy behind me was really hungover, uh, my friend Dean. And he was putting his head on my chair and he kept saying, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And I kept saying, Dean, please shut up. And Dean kept saying, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. I don't feel good. I'm like, Dean, shut up. And I woke up and I opened my eyes and suddenly my body processed what Dean was saying. And then I, I looked at the girl sitting next to me. I said, 
I think I'm going to throw up. And I was like, you guys, I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. Please help. Please get me something. Get me something. I think I'm going to throw up. And then she tells her counselor and the camp counselor looks around. Does anyone have a bag? Do we have a bag? And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up, please. Um, do you have a bag? Where's the bag? And suddenly I put both fingers over my mouth like this and throw up seeps through my fingers. And I start to throw up on myself until they finally bring me a bag. And then I just put my, my head inside the bag and I'm throwing up and, and I just hear people saying, her, her head is in the bag. <laughs> and I'm just throwing up yakking. And by the time I, I kept, I finally finished and the girl sitting next to me just ran to the back of the bus. Everyone in the front of the bus ran to the back. I keep throwing up inside the bag. I put it to the side of me and then I'm finally like better. And luckily we, the bus finally parked. So when the bus parked, everyone sprints out and leaves. And then I have to throw up all over my clothes. So I have to take off my clothes and I can only, I'm sitting in a bathing suit and I'm a big titty bitch and I'm in an army camp, you but are. I'm sitting in my bathing suit. And then they're like, okay, why don't you take the bag to throw it out? I grab my throw bag the wrong way. No. I grab my throw-up bag, the, and I'm sitting in the front of the bus. I grab my throw-up bag the wrong way, and I just told you we had to pack for two days. So everyone's little tiny backpacks is on the floor next to their seat. So anyone that was sitting on my row got the throw-up. The throw-up seeped from the front of the bus all the way to the back, just hitting every single person's backpack. So every single person's backpack got soaked with my throw up. And literally when I finished throwing up and I thought, can this get any worse? And I grabbed my throw up bag and it flipped over and it seeped through the chair into every single person's backpack, like from the front till the end. And because it's so hot, it's 120 degrees. By the time we're finally ready to clean anything, it dried up. So the bus now smelled of my throw up. Like nothing you can do to not make it smell. And everyone had throw up in their backpack for me. And the guy sitting behind me had the worst of it. it like the whole backpack was ruined with, with throw up. So then whenever I came back, no one would speak to me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's an obvious. I walked outside to throw my clothes out. And then people were also telling me I need to put clothes on because I was indecent. You're like, leave me alone. After that, I... We went somewhere to hike for five miles and I hiked, ended up hiking it because it sobered me up. But it was funny because it was my karma. Because in the beginning of the trip, uh, these two Israeli soldiers, I was talking to them in Hebrew and we were kind of like the cool, I wouldn't say the cool mean girls with the boys, but like the kind of like yeah, the cool, flirty, cool flirty girls. And then after I threw up on myself and everyone saw that, like whenever I tried to say something else on the bus, I'll be like kind of like whatever, like. Travis and then Travis would be like I mean you threw up on yourself <laughs> yeah you can't really come back from that and then two days later I opened my suitcase two days later I finally could get to my suitcase I opened my suitcase and it smelled like piss and that's when I realized that I actually never showered the night before I pissed myself so <laughs> you never think you never think like w one day I'm going to not just throw up on myself I'm going to piss on myself too you never think that would happen to you. Well, if you do think that's going to happen to you, that is such a fucking issue. You never think not only will I throw up on myself, I will accidentally flip the bag, the throw bag, and I will just ruin everyone else's backpacks. I don't even know what to say. Like, I know this is a podcast and you're supposed to be like, I actually, I have no idea what to say. The funny part is that Tell us. the bus driver was kind of inappropriate with me and he kept smack smacking my bum. 
No. Which was like inappropriate. It was so weird that I thought it was in a weird way kind of karma because you had to full on clean the bus from all my Yeah, it is karma. How old were you? Um, yeah, I must have been really young, like 20. Yeah, so maybe don't smell up her ass. Yeah, I was like 19 or 20 and he was like, I don't know, 57. It was gross. It always ends up that way. That's my story. Do you, do you have anything similar? <laughs> I like, I want to comfort you so bad. Comfort me? Are you and joking? That's so have, funny. No, and say I have a similar story. I really can't think of any like bodily fluids like that right now. I think some stories it's like, Maybe you should keep that to yourself. No, no. It's more like, how do I follow it up? You can't. I think I have a lot of- I kind of want this to be your moment. I think you won the Oscar. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Like, Oscar winner is Violetta Benson. I've never thrown up on myself after that. Would be a problem if you did. Yeah. Maybe get some help. I think once is enough. I think once in Israel on birthright and your big titties are out and it dries up and it's everybody else's problem, like, that's cool. Like that, you've got it down, unlocked, done, next challenge. It was so funny when I was throwing up. I was like, her head is in the bag. And I just can't get over the fact that such a me thing to happen to me where the I'm like, can this get any worse? And the and bag does. flips over. And it just, I, you literally, I saw in slow motion, just every single backpack started get soaking into my throw up, yeah, soaks into the I, backpack. No, I definitely saw. I, when you said it the first time, got the visual. Okay. How cool is that? It was, <laughs> well, I'm glad that, um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Great. So that's my story. Um, would you have anything to close this with? Do you have some advice that will Wait, inspire? remember earlier you were like, Amanda has struggles, I promise. And I was like, I don't have an embarrassing story. <laughs> no, like I have <laughs> embarrassing stories, but like. You know what's embarrassing about Amanda? You should see some of the guys that she's dated. 100%. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm trying to like. I'd say names, but I literally, I don't want to get sued. I really like your teeth. I like your smile. I like how your teeth are shaped. Yeah. Thank you. I like it a lot. They're really cute. Thank you. I never thought about getting fake teeth until I don't think I genuinely bottom fixed. I'm obsessed with your top teeth. I really like them a lot. Thank you so much. Of course. I've had braces. I was really. I wouldn't imagine that you have braces with those teeth. We're going to wrap it up. I'm so sorry. All right. Anyway, where can people find you? I'm a whore, so it's going to be Instagram, it's going to be TikTok, it's going to be YouTube, Amanda McCants. How do you spell that? A-M-A-N-D-A-M-C-C-A-N-T-S. Perfect, you guys. I'll leave that in the description Wait, I also well. want to say I'm really grateful to be here. I love this podcast so much, and I love Violetta and anyone who's listening. Thank you for taking the time. I'm, like, seriously fucking honored that anyone wants to hear me speak, and I'm really, really grateful to be here. That's so sweet. I mean, who knows whether this episode will come out or not? I'm kidding. <laughs> who knows? No, I'm kidding. You will. If, if it gets canned, better for me. Less no, haters for me. I'm kidding. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you, besties. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. <laughs>